0: Everything seems to be working, at least, so let's okay. do it. Episode 5, Leonard Show, and I are going to talk about Preacher.
1: Preacher, and the ghastly abomination currently masquerading as Preacher on AMC. I'm going to somewhat disagree. You may somewhat disagree. Oh my god, it's like one of those forms I fill out at work now. You know, I agree, disagree,
0: slightly disagree, somewhat disagree, I'm giving it, so if it's a number one, one is completely disagree on, okay, it's like, you have the comic book, which is probably my favorite comic book of all time, or very close to it.
1: It's a a strong choice.
0: When I go with the TV show, based off of what I know or remember, because I have not read the comic in a while, um... How close do I think it was? How much do I like it? In a scale of one to ten, or one to five, five star rating, ten star rating, fucking whatever. I go five stars. Five I'm, stars. I'm I'm seventy five, 80 percent there. So you're like a three and a half, four star kind yeah, of guy. Yeah, believe it okay. or not. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's discuss now. I uh, let's see. It's like let's. Is it going to be easier to talk about what we like or what we don't like, or is it going to be kind of a mixture?
1: Well, it won't take me long to talk about what I like. Nice.
0: I saw the Shining. What what are you wearing? Red five. Nice. Fucking rebel scum bastard. Yeah. Um, I saw The Shining at a theater down the street. They like play once a month. They get like an old school movie and play it. And they did the fucking Shining. They've done Jaws. Jaws on the big screen. I'd never seen Jaws on the big screen. Shining. I'd never seen on the big screen. The Thing. Totally different. I've never seen the
1: the thing on the big screen. Oh, God. All small small screen for me. I'm going to be, oh, and I'm nursing a sore throat, so I'm going to be drinking more than So you said,
0: I was hoping I was going to get raspy voiced Leonard Show. Well, you might before the hour is out, because this
1: is my last Luden's cough drop. Oh, it's Luden's. I thought it said Odin's. No, no, that would be fitting. For what we're gonna discuss. But no, this is my last Ludens. I have to hide them from my children because the second they see one, oh daddy, I have a I have a sore throat.
0: You don't have a sore throat. Shut up. Yeah. Get out of here. Go to your room. You don't sound like I'm, Froggy from the little rascals. I'm an
1: awesome parent. Shut up. Go to your room.
0: So preacher, let's do it. Let's um yeah. sure. God, I don't know where to begin. I don't. Well, Let's begin at the beginning. Let's right when it starts off. I didn't know it was the. I didn't know it was the TV show. Because
1: <laughs> you had the you had the like kind of cheesy outer space, and you, we see the we see Genesis coming from outer space, and I, you know what you know what I've noticed, um, what seems to be the thing because there's your uh, video
0: totally took a shit. It froze and it came back all pixelated. I, on mine, it
1: went dark and then it came back. You just zoomed a little. I don't know. We're doing shit. Okay. But hopefully this turns out. There seems to be, like, because there's you and your friend Joe out there. You guys are both on board. Well, Joe
0: oh. is, Joe's in Sacramento. Oh, okay. I So I haven't spoken to him about how he is the spitting image of Cassidy. He looks exactly like Cassidy.
1: Well, and just for reference, West, that far west of me, you guys are all out there together. But you guys have loved Preacher for a long time. Me, I just read through Preacher probably a couple of years ago. Um, I had It's funny because I still have the receipt from when I bought Volume 1 from Borders. Wow. little time frame. I bought it from Borders like 10 years ago. And I don't know what happened. It just never got read. And then so I read the first two and... Yeah, I was at C2E2, the big com- the big convention here in Chicago, which I absolutely love. I don't do the Rosemont one anymore. I don't do the Wizard World Chicago anymore. I'm a C2E2 guy. That's
0: where you used to go when I came up there. We went there in 1990. Yeah, um, yeah. You and I. That was the one where I bought that.
1: <laughs> Let me see the if I can see it. the, the, yeah, the, Wolverine. the Wolverine. Yeah. <laughs> which is yeah, right, right
0: there. up there. That's it. And I don't have the Punisher part yet. Yet. It was a die pack. For those of you listening, there was a die pack. It was uh, Jim Lee did it. It was called A Bad Night for the Ninjas. Wolverine on one, Punisher on the other. I bought the Wolverine one. I was 17, I think. And Leonard shows Santa next to me. He goes, you know, you're going to be kicking yourself that... And I just zoomed in again. You're going to be kicking yourself that you don't have the Punisher side. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. It's Wolverine. Fuck the Punisher. Who cares? 30 years later. God. Yeah. Mm. Almost 30 years later, and I'm going, fuck, I wish I had the fucking then We've all done it. Yeah, we I evolved. went there in uh, 1990. We went there. Uh, I don't know if I was there in 96, but I took the ex fiance there in 98. Yeah, right out there by the airport, if I recall.
1: Yep. And that place actually it. collapsed a few times during construction because of the noise from the air travel around there. Like when it was in the early stages of construction, shit kept getting knocked down. But... Yeah, I, lo- I loved it and I love that, but uh, then I don't know what happened. I was there, oh, God, probably the last time I was there, like, five years ago now. I remember I'm walking around, and I'm like, where's the Marvel booth? Where's the DC booth? So I find one of the people, I'm like, am I missing the Marvel booth? And the guy's like, no, they-, they didn't set up here. Wizard World did, like, piss them off somehow with something. I don't know if they've been back yet.
0: Wizard but, World's like, I, I was talking to somebody at the con, and they were like, "Yeah, they're kind of sort of taking a shit."
1: Yeah, they, they piss a lot of people off. But uh, and Marvel and DC both em- have both embraced C two E two in a big way because C two E two is tr- uh, managed by Reed Pop, and they're trying to get it. They're trying to it's make managed it managed by who? Reed Pop. What's Reed the, Pop? The convention organizers. Oh, it's like the company that doesn't. I don't know, but um. They're trying to get. They're trying to build it up to be like a San Diego Comic Con for the Midwest, awesome. like big multimedia. And it's at McCormick Place. Dude, like, you've you've been to the auto show oh, there? The fucking eggs, baked. Oh, I've been like honored of them. Oh my god!
0: It's Kent, gotta be huge.
1: First, the first C two E two, like because g- attendance was pretty low the first year. It was like forty thousand, maybe a little less. So I'm walking down those big aisles at C two E two. My arms be fully outstretched. I'm walking, didn't smell a single fanboy that year. <laughs> it's still rare that I like catch a whiff of somebody because you've got some room to move around. Don't get me wrong. Saturday it's a madhouse. I mean, there. Saturday's always the worst day at a con. Although, and that's one of the one of the fortunate byproducts of the hot cosplay chicks taking more prominence lately. Is yeah, the geeks. You mean the attention whores?
0: Yeah, ladies, call jail. i sorry. I
1: mean the cosplay artists. That's who I'm talking about. Oh, I'm talking about these women who love their art, who did, yeah, the attention wars. That's who I'm talking about. <laughs> People always <laughs>
0: fucking ask me, like, are you going to a con? Are you going to dress up? I'm like, I've been going to con since the fucking 90s. Dressing up wasn't a thing. Seeing a girl at a con was fucking forget about it. That's the kind of story your friends are like, fuck you. You didn't see a girl. And then... <laughs> Wait, a hot, no, not only a girl,
1: a hot girl? Fuck you. That's
0: why I brought Linda. 98, I bring her with. And, you know, she's 5'10", 100 pounds, if 110 pounds, whatever. And every fucking artist and writer there is just like, we walked out because we had to make multiple trips to the car. And one time she just had a bag full of shit. And I'm like, oh, what all did we get? She goes, fuck you. What all did I get? This is mine. <laughs> And it was because yeah. we used to go to cons because all you had were your local comic book shops and if there was shit you were looking for and they didn't have it you were SOL fucking forget about it a con came to town then you could find issues like three like four five and six of Slash Marad you could oh Slash Marad Stash Maradovich fucking purple snow in the summertime oh, fucking great book you could find those goofy issues those goofy comics that you read that now I'm nobody... going to be looking for fucking slash maraud at the next con I go to it's, I wanted to this weekend I just fucking didn't well first off finding a booth that actually sells comic books is one thing and then second off I had a bunch of shit going on so yeah now great we have the internet and you can get whatever you want there it goes I'm taking the red pill great there's a great book uh, it's about the the philosophy of the Matrix, and it's called Taking the Red Pill.
1: Nice.
0: And there's another one actually that's called The Philosophy of the Matrix. Yes, I own them both. Yes, I am a nerd.
1: Hey, that's cool. I want. I want them. I want to get them. So anyway, I don't so know if I can you, talk
0: actively with this in my mouth. We'll see how this but goes. But you can. kill be all right. So anyway, so you told fucking Rosemont Horizon, fucking or not Rosemont Horizon, but right out there by the airport, fucking Wizard right. World shit. Everybody fucking bailed. You're like fuck this C2E2 taken off at fucking McCormick place which it was well, and a I'm bad married. I'm
1: married I got two kids I'm a boy on a budget so two cons in a year is a commitment and the Chicago Comic Con in Rosemont it's usually in August so it's hit or miss whether or not I'm in town because that's when we take our big family vacation in Wisconsin right. so you know I might go again. I'm not ruling it out. But, I mean, it's... And that's the other thing. It's not just me anymore. Because I've gotten the wife into this shit. I'm raising two geek girls. Yeah. And two beautiful geek girls. So some little bastard, 10 or 15 years from now, is just going to be happy as fuck about the cool-ass girlfriend he's got. You know what? Thanks to who? You little Mm.
0: shit. Right. Right there you are. Winning. Respect. Your, uh, your video's shit. Kill the cam and start it back up again. Okay. Which sucks. I hate this. And it's, not, it's not anybody's fault. It's just, it is what it is.
1: Um, I am now the ghostly
0: disembodied voice of Lencho. There's a picture of a red 79 Stingray. Hey, you're back. You look good. As always. So, yeah. So, you go to this fucking thing. Now, if you... What, which Batman movie was it where clearly they filmed it inside of McCormick Place? You had all the pillars... Batman Begins when they are testing out the Tumblr. Okay, there it is. That is McCormick Place. That's the mm-hmm. fucking size of it and that is... I mean, we're talking the entire fucking floor. It's multiple the levels. First, the first
1: C2E2, you're in line. I don't know if it was the exact location where they were filming that, but you're in one of the structures with the big pillars, pillars and they had Dark Knight playing on a big screen TV. Motherfucker. Because, you, you know... Because I think, at, like, I thought it. I thought the doors opened at 10 on Friday, and I think a lot of people did, because there's, like, several hundred people in line, mm. and the show floor didn't open until noon. So,
0: but they were ready for it. They had Dark Knight on a big screen
1: TV, so how can you go wrong?
0: Well, we got to the con this year, and normally being media, I can just walk right the fuck in, and they had people, not at the doors, but, like, at the top of the escalator, elevators, to stop people from going down. And I was like, "Yeah, media, I need to get down there." And they're like, "Yeah, no, you you get in with everybody else." I was like, "What?" Ouch. The last few years that didn't happen, but last year we were walking in, and we were like media, and the guard. We were walking by the guard. We hear the snide little fucking bastard go, "I gotta fucking get a handle on this shit." And it's like, You my dick, pal." So I'm like, "Fuck it." You know what we do next year? Become a fucking vendor. Man, I remember.
1: This year at C2E2, uh, Snyder and Capullo were there. They worked on Batman in the
0: New 52. Have you read any of that? Snyder. You mean Zack Snyder?
1: No, Scott Snyder. Oh, the, God. I was like, he's good were you okay? No, Scott Snyder is fucking brilliant. Capullo's is, awesome. Capullo is awesome, of course. Their run on Batman is just fucking legendary. Oh, Capullo drawing Batman. Fuck. Snyder writing Batman is a fucking beautiful thing. He... He just gets it. I mean, t- don't trust me, folks. We'll, we'll,
0: we'll talk about Preacher eventually. <laughs> but- <laughs> <laughs> this is how it always is. We come in with an agenda, and then we kind of... Fuck the script. Fuck it, whatever. <laughs> we'll just wing it. It's like Iron Man, when you're filming that, they didn't really have a script. They were kind of like, this kind of sort of needs to happen, so we'll just figure it out as we go along.
1: <laughs> well, it's like how they ended Casablanca. Did you know they didn't have an ending to the script?
0: Really? No, I didn't know. That's one of my favorite they movies. They didn't know how it was
1: going to end. And they're like, okay, well, what do you want to see happen? You want to see that guy die. Who do you want to kill him? You want Rick to kill him. All right, let's do that. And then the, the, I, it might have been improv when the the inspector goes, "Round up the usual suspects. Mm-hmm and this started a beautiful friendship and that's how they ended That's
0: Yeah, because then the whole thing, I look at that movie and that, that is a movie of ultimate love. That is the ultimate fucking love movie because he loves that girl so fucking bad and it's like, you know what? If you're happier being with somebody else, all I care about is that you are happy and it's going to fucking fuck me up and tear me apart and I'm going to have to f- go through just hell. But so long as you're happy, that's all I care about and I get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Tear here. But anyway, oh, Scott God. Snyder.
1: Okay, scott snyder writing batman because scott snyder gets bruce he knows how to get at bruce he knows how to torment him he knows how to push his buttons he knows how to push how to push him to the absolute brink but scott snyder never ever forgets that bruce is the batman and he's gonna win, and he's gonna fuck your shit up, and you're gonna regret messing with him in the first place. It's fucking beautiful because the Court of Owls storyline is absolutely. Just get Volume One and Volume Two. It's the two parts of the Court I'm, I'm of Owls. Notes. Good, do that. And when you get to the end of Court of Owls Volume Two, and you find that you need Volume Three, Four, Five, Six, Seven, Eight, mm-hmm. you're
0: welcome. What um. I can't do two things at once. If I'm writing, I can't talk. I'm very yeah. It's like that. Or like, here's which the, the one you in, switched. The, here's oh the one you invented. Yeah, can you can can you do this? Can you do if this? Lexic And then can you do this? You're really the one who taught me this, and you still can fucking tuck, do it way tuck, faster tuck, tuck, than I can. Tuck tuck. <laughs> See, for those of you listening, I gave him the finger. A, a lot of guys go for the butterfly. Mm-hmm. I use the dyslexic Vulcan. It's really strange. You <laughs> go up to a girl, and you do something like that, and she looks at you and goes, um, hold on a second, grabs your fingers and goes, it's more like this. It's like, ew, you're dirty. We're doing dirty hand signals if you're listening to the podcast. Go to YouTube. <laughs> go to fucking YouTube and just actually see what we're doing. Um, Shocker. Court of Owls. It's, yeah, it's kind of the and then there's, um, fuck, what is it? There's the Incredible Hulk, which is two fists. Whoa. Or fists in each. Um And then there's, hold on, the minivan, I think I'd it is. It or there's, it goes like this. It's the minivan. Or maybe it's like this. Wow. It's a whole conversation we can have later and hit up different websites. a so Court of Owls. Speaking of which, have you read Sex Criminals? i never even heard of it. What the fuck is that? Oh god. Oh god. Dude, I've been books. in a comic shop. This is like kind of a comic book geek based thing and I'm I'm bad. I go to con- I just I don't really read that much. Well, anymore. I've told
1: you about the selection at the Forest Park Public Library.
0: Yeah. The lady that curates it, she's
1: awesome. They have tons of And it's cool cuz it's more the independent stuff. They have the requisite Good. Marvel and DC, but they've got independence, a lot of image books. They have all of Preacher, all of Why the Last Man. They don't have Transmet. I still haven't read Transmet. What? I tried to request it through the interlibrary system. No one fucking has it. It's getting on my nerves. And it's like out of print or something? The comic shop doesn't have it? It's fucking fucked up,
0: dude. I told you I I have a Transmet page.
1: You have. You showed it to me. Oh, okay. I I don't know what it is, and I drooled over it.
0: Where where in the Uh, fuck? Hold on. I just want to... This is great, because I got the wire and go everything ahead, and, and I'm probably fucking getting oh shit look her up like bringing the girl I'm trying to move shit around i was sudden the cable just goes fling and I'm like fuck where is that plug uh, it's no I it's the extension so we can keep talking. Now I'm
1: experiencing this as a
0: podcast listener. Yeah, as you're sitting there going, "Wait a minute!" Everybody who's anybody who's on here right it, now is probably going at Casa uh, Delenius. Casa Delinious. I was also want to do is like show off my fucking preacher page. Stately Ken yeah, Manor. It? I hope so. I don't know. What preacher page do you have? Not preacher. Um, Transmit. Here it is. Wait a minute. Hold on. Where, yeah, I'm yep, going to use your fucking cable control. You got that sweet-ass page from Astro City. About Here it is. It's uh that one right there. He's talking to the Smiler. Okay, well,
1: don't tell me. Don't tell me. I haven't read it. But
0: remember this page. Remember that one where yes, what's-his-face looks at it and goes, himself? So mm-hmm. that's... You'll you'll understand when you get to it. And then there's, yeah, trend, there's uh, oh, Strangers in Paradise. And there's I don't know, some other shit. Oh, Astro yeah, Astro City... The Confessor. I've
1: only, I've only read the first couple, but the Confessor story is fucking awesome.
0: That's the one where uh, he basically figures out, oh, wait, you're a vampire. Uh-huh. Uh, that's more of a video cast than anything. Who cares? Podcasters will listen to it. Podcasters will be like, fuck, I need to fucking go to their website. Or need to go to their... Well, anyone listening should, to a podcast,
1: can owns really cool pages from Transmet, Astro City, and Strangers in Paradise. Yeah. He's got a
0: sweet Jack Nichols and t-shirt. Well, what did you say? Yeah. Um, no, I'm good. I think I'm okay. I got the girl out here. Help me. I have, I have behind-the-scenes production people. Okay, I have one. Preacher. I have, I have oh, a radio wait, control. Snyder. St- Scott Snyder, right in Batman. Yeah. He gets inside of his head. How? What? Well, the first storyline is the Court of Owls. Mm-hmm. And the Court of Owls...
1: And, and Now, the thing about Batman is Gotham is his city. He knows every inch of it. He knows the informants, he knows the criminals, he knows the players, big and small. The Court of Owls has been an urban myth in Gotham. There's a
0: eerie little
1: rhyme about them that the children sing. What is it? And
0: uh, Beware the Court of Owls. <sighs> uh, they will infest your bowels.
1: No, 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 no.
0: The only thing they use watch, are watch Who watch you from on
1: high their uh, their gates of granite and lime. They watch you at your how... They watch you at your hearth. The part I really remember. They watch you at your hearth. They watch you in your bed. Speak not a whispered word about them or they'll send the talon for your head. There you go. Eerie little rhyme. So, young Bruce Wayne... Uh, anyway, so this is... I won't get too far into it, but... Because uh, okay. I'll start to ramble and then we'll mention Preacher for five minutes at the end. But... <laughs> Um, So basically, it turns out this urban myth about Gotham has been... It turns out it's not a myth. It's true. There is a court of owls of the super rich elite that control the city. They have controlled the city for hundreds of years, and Batman knows absolutely nothing
0: about them. What the fuck? It was like super elite and shit like that? He's part of that.
1: Well... There's there's stuff there's stuff with the Waynes. Did Joe Shill kill his parents? Was he ordered by the Court of Owls? JFK conspiracy. Were, were they resistant? Speaking of JFK conspiracy, I'll look up the title, but the, uh, I won't get too far. But there's a there's a documentary on Netflix. It is fucking freaky. What's it called? It, uh, see, I knew you were going to ask that. I told you I'm going to look it up on Netflix,
0: but. I don't have uh, Netflix anymore. It's the what this. Okay, okay, hang on. I'll get to that in a second. All right. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'll, I'll write that down here. JFK. So
1: Court of Owls. Um, and it turns out it's true. And the thing with the with the Waynes and the Wayne family. The Wayne family built Gotham. There are Way- they've been rich forever. There are Wayne buildings all around Gotham. Mm. So Batman starts to find these little hideouts for the Talons, who are the, the the enforcers of the Court of Owls. Okay. They're basically each like a Batman unto themselves. And he's finding these roosts of theirs. He's finding them in Wayne buildings. Oh, like, you fuck. know how there's, there, there's no 13th floor in a lot of Skyrises? A lot but of they, them. A lot of them. But, but there's usually, in order to allay the suspicion, there's like that empty space between 12 and 14. It turns out in that space, in Wayne Buildings, and Bruce Wayne knew nothing about it, there are talent hideouts. And this fucks with his head. He's like, what the fuck is going on? And the story goes from there.
0: Hold on a second. I was handed a note. What were you trying to say? Just say it. It says Builders... Build... Right. The Bilderberg Group. Build a bird? What's Bilderberg? It's Apparently, there's a conspiracy theory that I've just been told about called the Bilderberg theory. Group. Bilderberg? Does he not know anything about it either? I guess she does, nope. he doesn't know either. So, That's, she's, She fucking watches all these things, and I come home, and I'm like, are I, you I watching stuff about how to kill somebody and then get away with it? Should I be worried right now? I like her, so, by the way. She's, yeah, she's, um, she's a good time. Well, um, um, so the thirteenth floor, believe it or not, the new, the Orleans—it's a casino in Vegas. Mm-hmm. I swear to God, it has a thirteenth floor. That's in awful. Vegas, of all places. I want to gamble on the thirteenth floor of a building in Vegas. That's what I want to do. Yeah, I really lost a lot. You just froze up again, but that's okay. Um, okay. For my back. Have you fucking? Well, no, you're like locked. Like your picture is. Well, That's not cool. Is locked.
1: But anyway. Uh So then the JFK uh, The JFK video Mm -hmm. um, This guy Because it postulates That Oswald worked alone And yet JFK Was shot by a different rifle Because The entry uh, Oswald used A 6.5mm Manlicher Carcano rifle Mm -hmm. uh, Fires a 6.5mm Round Mm -hmm. The entry wound in the back of JFK's skull is described as being six millimeters. Now, a 6.5 millimeter round cannot fit through a hole that is six millimeters in diameter. Um, And you have the third shot that takes out the front of JFK's head. You know, that bullet, you know, the... The two bullets from Oswald's rifle, they're still bullets. There's the one that they refer to as the magic bullet. It showed up and there was nothing wrong with it. Yeah, Yeah. There's tons of stuff wrong with it. That's a bit of a misstatement, but it's still recognizable. So why did the first two bullets remain in, or at least this one? So this one comes out and it's perfectly fine. The other one shatters and is like a hollow point. It's like a frangible round that blows JFK's head. Pardon me. And so the thing is, it didn't. There are pictures of a Secret Service agent in one of the trail cars with uh, an AR-15, you know, 5.56 millimeter.
0: I don't think they had AR-15s back then. They did. Really?
1: Or it's, I don't know whatever it is it's the it's the M16 base it may not be exactly an AR15 I'm not I'm not exactly that guy but mm-hmm. there are photos it's recognizable you you'll recognize the hardware so this guy's theory is that that agent got the assault rifle to be ready to return fire the vehicles increased in speed because they were getting shot at yeah he loses his balance jerks Fires around. Oh, I've heard that. And the now because, because and accidentally squeezes off around and, and accidentally uh, hits JFK in the head, which yeah. is awful. It's an awful, awful theory. But this guy makes a lot of sense when he presents it, and it's not ironclad. Like you know, because he uses the exit wound to try to determine the angle of the mm-hmm. entry. But this thing exploded, so it's hard to tell exactly where the center of that is. But it makes a lot of sense. It also explains why the government came down so hard on anyone saying anyone but Oswald was involved, and yet it is not actually a government. they experience.
0: knew one of their guys accidentally. It's just off like, around. yeah, we can't have that out there.
1: Yeah. So it's, it's, it's fucking fascinating and heartbreaking in that way to
0: watch. But it's okay. um. there was a, a documentary I watched one time about a guy who – my brother's driven through Daily Plaza, and he uh-huh. said – he has a video of it somewhere, and he's like, you'd have to be a fucking idiot to miss this shot. He drove right where JFK was and had his camera out facing up to the, the depository. Yeah, I remember he
1: posted pictures from the depository on Facebook, and he's like –
0: and it doesn't look like that hard a shot. Because this is nothing. And then there was on a uh, Discovery Channel years ago. I watched a thing where they put a guy up in the air on a fucking cherry picker, and they're mm-hmm. like, "You're this far away. Here's the angle." They had ballistic shell around a, a skeleton, and this guy not only managed to squeeze off the shots, but he hit, generally speaking, pretty accurately where the bullets went in. And there was one that like busted off his clavicle, ricocheted, went through mm-hmm. the front. It was yeah. They re- they recreated that. Yeah. Very accurately.
1: So, yeah, it's weird. Don't get me what? wrong. JFK you know is still a brilliant fucking
0: flick. But, and uh, I don't think I've ever seen it. In fact, I know I have never seen it. Shut the fuck up. You've yes. never seen JFK? There's a lot of movies that people are like, how have you not seen this? And I'm like, can you lean a little closer to camera, please? Can you just lean a little Ah, son of a bitch. Your <laughs> cameras, speaking of cameras, yours is all fucked up again. Turn it off, turn it back on. Let's we'll do it. Let's do the preacher. Yeah. We're doing this sucks i don't know what's going on with all of this this yeah. is how my entire weekend's been there's a standard you know you have to install an operating system on a computer all right no problem done it a thousand times if there was a goofy fucking issue you could think of it happened not only with my laptop but with my desktop it's been pure hell everything got to, it sucks. was just yeah it was this whole fucking weekend was just shit but i got to meet jimmy martin from the from the geek show podcast so that's cool i'm gonna listen to one of those any day now um well, the new one came out Sunday. I haven't listened to it yet, and I told him I was like, "Hey, if you if you kind of drop the name, you drop the name." You know what I mean? So we'll see. Um, okay, Priest. so Preacher, yeah,
1: the absolute first thing. Well, I mean, just right off the bat,
0: the the opening room, scene. We started talking about it actually with the. Yeah, with the kind of cheesy
1: like outer space thing, nineteen fifties looking uh, thing. I was like, is but if this I could, show? if I could back up for a second before Ooh. the
0: show premieres,
1: before I mean, before anything, when I hear the, when I heard about the casting, uh, I, no, no, Dominic Cooper is not Jesse Custer. It, it's I'll agree. Just, they should have gotten somebody else. Yeah, just because. Okay, Jesse Custer. He's long and lean, and lanky, and... He's a Steve Dillon drawing. Exactly. And, I mean, you and I are men of average height, okay? Yeah. I'm, like,
0: and 5'10". You're, like, I don't know, you're what, 8 and a half, Are you eight and a half feet tall? 9? You're a giant among men. All right, So we're the same height. Yeah. We're, we're both right around 5'10". Yeah.
1: And I swear to God, Dominic Cooper is probably right about here. You've met him? Uh, no, but I've looked up his stats, and I've seen him next to Robert Downey Jr., um... Both of us have a few inches on Robert Downey Jr. Uh, and Jeremy Renner. Both of those guys are like five seven. Well, you got to watch. you got to watch those little guys. I'm telling you. Well, and what's what's absolutely hysterical about Robert Downey Jr. is that I love. Did you see the Oscars when uh, when the Avengers uh, presented an award? I didn't. And in, anyway, in in the banter, you know, they have Chris uh, 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 Chris Evans is like, yeah, not unlike you know, people get up on their soapbox not unlike the tomato box, the tomato crates that we usually have Robert standing on to make it look like he's as tall as the rest of us which was
0: funny. Um, they have to do that with Tom Cruise also.
1: Yeah, Tom Cruise. Hey, hey which one hey. Do, we, who do we have there? One of the monkeys. This is Jaina. Jaina! Say hi. Hi. Ha. <laughs> She's adorable. She's great. But what but what's absolutely hysterical in the Marvel movies is whenever there's a long shot of Robert Downey Jr. like where you see his whole body, mm-hmm. look at his feet. He I swear he's wearing freaking moon boots. The guys like got lifts like crazy. Also, watch The Avengers. Watch The Avengers in the final scene when he and Pepper are looking over the plans of the new Avengers Tower mm-hmm. because there's construction going on. She is barefoot. The scenes that she is in with Robert Downey Jr. in that film, she is barefoot in both of them because she's <laughs> casual and relaxing and he's in his freaking moon boots just to make it look like they're the same height.
0: Okay. The, did you see they recently showed up with Chris Evans and uh, Robert and uh, what's her face there showed up. It's some kid in California. He's got like cancer. Yeah. And they yeah. Just knocked Dude, how awesome is that? That is awesome. How awesome is the fact that we live in a world now where all the stuff that you and I were into and we were like, we're never going to see a good comic book movie. They do these stupid TV shows and they're always cheesy. Um, no, uh, Thor shows up in The Incredible Hulk. You know, uh, Daredevil. Oh, Fisk. I'm blind. Remember that one? Yep. And now all of a sudden, here we are. 20, 30 years later, and this stuff is not only mainstream, it's got the production value, it's making money, everybody's into it.
1: It's If it if it wouldn't be so offensive, because there, the, there was the campaign in the last couple of years for LGBT teens, because mm-hmm. there was a very high suicide rate, and like, you know, telling them, it gets better. It gets better. And yeah. I, it's it was a beautiful campaign, and I love it, but seriously, I wish I could go back in time 20, 25 years to tell myself, dude, it gets better. That, that horrible, horrible Captain America movie you saw, don't worry. They're going to get it right. You just have to be patient and you're going to, you're going to object to, uh, you're going to object to the casting at first, but trust me, you're wrong. You are dead flat wrong and you're going to be glad how wrong you are. Um, but one thing I don't think I'm wrong about is the casting of Jesse Custer. Uh, Jesse Custer he should be and it really comes into play the most later in the episode when Jesse's in the bar fight because in the Jesse's a, bra, Jesse's a brawler you know and in the in
0: the but how about that when a kid comes up to him and is like you know my dad hurts my mama and then he fucking describes exactly what it is he's like this thing can spiral out of control and I can't even let myself start and they and they played that in the trailer for the and it's don't get me wrong that's
1: a great monologue and Dominic Cooper, for a British guy, has the accent way better than I thought it.
0: Does AMC understand that there are actors that are American actors, <laughs> and they could possibly hire someone instead? They're outsourcing. I'm, I'm sick of these foreigners taking our jobs. Between the foreigners and the machines.
1: But hey, uh, I I would not take anyone else as Rick Grimes, so I will gleefully accept. I can tell it you what.
0: Dude kicks the ass on the Rick Grimes. Right? Nails I mean, he, f- he nails it. He just is. Uh, oh, the that, fucking uh, That's another the, thing we can totally go off on a tangent about, but we'll focus, yeah, preacher. Yeah,
1: that's, that's for another time. So, Dominic Cooper, I mean, I'm watching that monologue, and you're tight on his face, and I'm like, you know, maybe, maybe. But then I, then I see him, and I'm just like, God, dude, no. He's wee. I don't care how good a fucking actor he is, he's wee. And in the bar fight, where he's fighting four guys that are twice his size, it took me completely out of it. I mean, really? I know I know that they think they made a really cool scene to show where he's, you know, there's the, the freeze frame on the smile because he's feeling alive again. And they do it,
0: that thing where like they skip every other frame so it has that weird kind of, like, shutter effect to it. Oh, God, yeah. But
1: it just, I never believed it for a second. It looked choreographed. It looked choreographed. It lo- and the best choreography, it doesn't look choreographed. You know, like the the Matrix films. Yen woo Ping's <sighs> team, all that. Fucking brilliant. But in this, I'm like, okay, this is not Jesse Custer. This is a wee man pretending to be Jesse Custer. And those four big men are letting him.
0: The casting of him does bother me. Um, obviously not as much as you. I was able to buy it. In other words, I was able to kind of get past that and go, ah, it's a TV okay. show, whatever. Tulip, the first time we see her, that scene, oh, my God. With the car's out of control, going through the frigging cornfield. They do that up that upshot, and you can just see how it's tearing through everything. She's beating the shit out of these guys. She bites the one guy's ear off. I'm like, this is Tulip. This is fucking great. And then it stops, and then she ends up with those kids. And I was like... Okay, she's got the wig on, cool, because the first time we were introduced to Tulip, she had the black wig on, but then as things continue, I'm going, no, no, they um, they kept that wig on. And then you mentioned, and I did look up and confirm, half Ethiopian, half Irish, and then the girl is sitting there looking at pictures of, of Tulip and she goes, she almost looks kind of Asian. I'm like, yeah. And I, it's supposed to be a Blonde with bobbed hair, and and
1: that's and getting into her backstory. See, it's not, it, and this is not a racial thing. I didn't care that the Human Torch was black. I don't care that Perry White was black. You're I fucking that Mexican, was, for
0: fuck's sake! and we talk? Exactly,
1: <laughs> and you know, I don't. You know, you want to play with some of these things. In most cases, I'm fine with it. Nick Fury, Nick Fury, fucking awesome. No. I mean, see, that's the thing. As long as it's good, I'm fine with it. But one, I'm, I'm not a fan of this actress. I didn't like her on Age. Well, I didn't like Agents of Shield, but I didn't like her on that as well. So right out the gate, two of our three leads, I flat out don't like. I, I hate it. I, wow. I, you missed on your casting of Jesse Custer, and what I hate, what I hate the most is I have the perfect casting of Jesse Custer. And Cassidy, the only problem is it's 15 years ago.
0: Whoa, let's we haven't gotten to Cassidy yet. I imagine you have your list, but let's let's discuss Cassidy. Opening scene, I wasn't sure it was even him. Just uh, the hair and stuff. Cassidy, back when they do the flashback stories of him in the 20s, when he first fucking vampires out, okay, that guy looked like him then. But as it progresses, and the cool thing is, so the shit happens on the plane. He grabs the Bible, there's all that writing, and I'm like, I didn't know it was him at first. I missed the name tag that said Cassidy. And he's looking at this Bible, and I'm like, When what? your character needs a name tag, it's
1: possible you've gotten things wrong.
0: And he's got the Bible, and there's nothing in it that really... Hello,
1: my name is Jesse.
0: Hello, I am Bob. Um, But it, I'm looking at the Bible, and I'm like, there should have been, like... I don't remember how it happened in the comic, but by all means, there should have been, like, a contract... That and he should have focused on words like Cassidy, vampire, bounty, million dollars. You know, boom, 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 boom. Kind of. Were there vampire hunters in the comic? If I remember right, yeah, that's how he. That's how he got that opening scene. I, if I recall, happened. Maybe not verbatim, but definitely a derivative of that. That's. I remember him jumping out of a plane or some shit. It was vaguely familiar. I think I sold it's, all my trades. I really think I sold all the trades.
1: It's not at the beginning of the series because I just read through – I just reread volumes one through three. Okay.
0: So in the very beginning – Because Cassidy
1: gets introduced when he picks up Tulip, when she botches her assassination attempt.
0: Okay. Now, because I, I remember that he's in the back of the pickup truck underneath the tarp. Uh-huh. And that's how I, that's how I thought we kind of sort of got introduced to him or kind of like yeah. – why is this guy there? And he's like lifting a thing up. Like, yeah, I'm gonna be back here, and you don't know why. Because we didn't know he was a vampire, if I recall. No, no, not at first. It took several issues before it was like it was issue three, I think. Where it was the, it was the fucking, end
1: of issue. They're in. They're in the brawl.
0: They're fucking fighting, and he rips the guy's throat out. He looks the over at Jesse, out. and, and the goes, end splash pages. What? What? You didn't know I was a vampire? <laughs> oh, he's sitting there with the fucking chunks of his blood everywhere and he's like, you didn't know I was a vampire? It took three issues for that to fucking come out. That's fucking right. That was awesome. Okay, there we go. We've pieced that together. I'm now hating the TV show just a little bit more. They should have kept those yeah. cards close to their fucking chest. Yeah. They shouldn't have fucking shown us that. We're yeah. going to show you that there's a vampire in here right off the bat.
1: No. Make and that yet a have surprise. around in the daytime all the time.
0: And he's sitting next to the church, and he has his hand out, and it, like, burns a little bit. You know, he's has got it. He's sitting there. He's watching like, it, is, and I'm sh-
1: thinking, Jesus, this is this is not the story you're meant to be telling, lad. There's not supposed
0: to be fucking vampire
1: hunters coming around. That's not this early in the series. What the fuck are you doing, mate?
0: But, but I, anyway. I will say, if you go to a website called, um, I think it's onepercase.com, it's a toy collecting website. There's a gentleman, Joe Diaz, which is D-E-A-S, Joe Diaz. Um, I seriously thought he got cast as Cassidy. I mean, by, <laughs> yeah. the end, by the end of the fucking first episode, I wanted to pause it, take a screenshot, send it to him, and go, Hey, motherfucker, why didn't you tell us? You had a little bit of a side gig going on. Yeah. Um. So anyway, other than the casting, I, Cassidy I eventually warmed up to once he became, he started looking like, he looked like Cassidy. I thought. I guess. I guess. Oh man, you hate this thing.
1: It, and you know, it's funny because you and Joe have been fans of Preacher
0: like since it was out. Are we talking so, your like Joe Chicago? Your, your Joe. Joe. Your My Joe, Joe. one, okay. yeah, yeah.
1: Um And it's funny because the guys who have been waiting, at least the two guys I know who have been waiting for Preacher like for years, are more forgiving. Or, you know, because you've been... Wa- I, I, possibly because you've been wanting it for a while. You've been wanting Pretty pre- much. It's like, you know, as long as I get laid out there. Me and my buddy Josh, uh, who have very recently read Preacher, because I read through it probably for the first time 18 months ago,
0: when I finally finished. Did the last issue make you cry? Uh... And I'll not, just, I'll just fill it out there. We're talking about preacher. So if you don't want to know anything about preacher, you shouldn't have clicked on the fucking podcast when exactly. they're sitting there writing off in the sunset and Cassie's human. And he looks at the picture of, of one of the good times. And he's remembering i fucking cried like a, like a fucking little girl. I probably cried uh, harder than one of your daughters there. I, I
1: did not actually, uh, <laughs> spring forth with the waterworks, but I, I it was emotional for me. Yeah. Um, and, but mostly, for me, it was uh, for me it was Jesse and Tulip. For me, it was because, you know, they, they made a point in the series. He hadn't cried since his daddy got his head blowed off right in front of him. Yeah. And now here he is, just fucking laying his soul bare. And I'm like, that is fucking beautiful. This was, man crying for the woman he loves and all that. That's fucking...
0: And the hell they went through together. You know, they were yeah. together. They split up. He comes back to Annaville or whatever it's called, Texas, for unknown reasons. I forget, why did he come back? And he fucking, he was living a life of crime with Tulip and then leaves her and goes back because of grandma and the cousins. Because Jody and, is it T.C.? Oh, Jody, little, yeah. The chicken fucking, fucker? The, well, the guy, it opens up, first page, sitting there fucking a fish. Yeah. Uh, T.C.,
1: maybe. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> Jesse and Tulip were together and... And she goes to get him something. Because they were talking about going to San Francisco or something. And after she leaves, he's sitting there and he's smiling. He's like, because that's where I'm going to ask you to marry me. And it's tight on him. And then it goes out and it's Jody and TC sitting next to him. And Jody's just like, you took some finding, boy.
0: Oh, that's right. They grabbed and, him. And Well, they didn't grab him.
1: They said, you come with us. Don't make a fuss. Or I'll put a bullet right through that little girl's brain. Don't think I won't. And Jesse's like, okay, let's go. <laughs> so she thought, so Tulip thought Jesse ran out on her. Right. But then when they're being held by grandma is when he tells her this whole story. And she's like, Christ, Jesse, I've
0: been mad at you for no reason at all. You know, because,
1: you know, I didn't know what was going on. Well,
0: yeah. It's always misunderstanding, miscommunication, does it? Every yeah. time. Every time. Listen, if you got to get going, we can continue this later on. It's been a while. No, 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 I'm good. But, I'm good. I, got okay. a good.
1: I got a good 15 minutes here. All right. I can get back to my children. <laughs> You know, we can talk just, about
0: the did, they, did they chew through the ropes? You're using ropes now, right? Because I told you the handcuffs was just, that was too cruel. Duct tape. Oh, duct tape. good man. Right on. You got, like, if you, you give can them colored... Get, you can get out of duct tape,
1: but it's going to take some skin, and you've got to be right, willing to make that sacrifice. If you tear
0: it and twist, you're good. And give them the pink duct tape. They make duct tape in Actually, all sorts
1: of colors. If your hands are duct taped in front of you, just, you, you do this, and then just bring your hands real... Real fat, I read some survival magazine. I watched and the had, video on it. They had pictures afterward, and it took some... You know, the guy was bleeding. He's like, it'll hurt, but you'll get out. Same thing with the zip tie. Pull it as tight as you can, and then just pull your arms back past your rib cage. It'll break. Fuck, it might I might hurt, try that. I might try it, that.
0: Throw it on the site. Who knows? Um, <laughs> so you try it. I have nothing I, else to you, do. Um, I have these small, dainty little hands. So, <laughs> so blame me. Um So... The opening scene so, everything oh here's one thing I noticed in it that I wanted to bring up is when Jesse wakes up, we first see him there's a there's bottles of booze sitting there, empty ones. one yeah, of the bottles uh, of booze, hold on, one of the bottles of booze is a black silhouette of a cowboy, and it looks exactly like it's fuck you that's a fucking scene of killers that's a black, yeah. it's a scene of <laughs> kill yeah, it was it was a fanboy money shot, whatever. But I'm watching it again because I started watching it a second time and got about halfway through. Um, but I looked at it. I was like, hold on. That's an outline of the scene of Killers. I totally missed it. My buddy Josh uh, told me about that. Oh, times. he caught it. OK.
1: It's Well, it's funny because he and I, but my point earlier about you guys have been waiting for a while, so you're a little more forgiving. Josh and I both read it very recently so it's still very fresh and very much new to us and so the two of us have just rejected it out of hand just nope that's not Tulip, nope that's not Jesse. nope, nope, nope we are very not forgiving of this <sighs> opening scene where it says
0: Africa I was like, I'm like what this the is fucking shit? cheesy but oh, then I started Jesus. thinking about it and I was like okay I can kind of incorporate that um, for the record I'm not likely to be tired of saying Jesus, Jesus. anytime soon <laughs> I
1: fucking love Cassidy. Yes,
0: it, what pissed me off the minute my br- I was buying it, I was actually buying the whole thing. I was a little bit turned off in the beginning, but then I was okay. like, "Okay, I'm in it. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good." And then fucking Genesis walks up to Jesse, and I was like, "That didn't happen that way. What are you doing?" If you notice, they've established this shot. It's the first time we see Genesis, hit the guy. It, the guy explodes instead of everything exploding. He explodes. Okay, fine. I'll buy that. So we have to assume it happened again. In fact, it did. We saw Tom Cruise blow up. They talked about it in Russia. It was awesome. That was fucking great. Um, but Genesis just flies right into someone. Then when it comes to Jesse's turn, all of a sudden it's different. And it's like, fuck you, man. You're fucking you've established what this thing does. You've set the rules. And then all of a sudden, you fucking break him for this guy. And then it was, remember, everybody showed up at the fucking church one day because he got drunk and I think the fight, there was a fight, something happened the night before. He got
1: drunk and he was telling everybody what he really thought of him and he got the crap kicked out of him in a bar. And he said, usually I've got 20 people, maybe, in church. And the the day after that, everyone had heard about the preacher
0: going nuts. The the town town shows up. And that's what I was waiting for. The bar fight scene's happening, and I'm like, fucking this is it. This is the setup. This is the Saturday night. Okay, cool. Genesis is going to be making its appearance. And it does, but he, when he goes to repent and ask forgiveness and shit, and then when he uses the word, his eyes don't glow red, and unfortunately he didn't tell the sheriff to go fuck himself, and he does.
1: No, he told the guy to bear his heart. Th- so the guy <laughs> carves his living heart out
0: in front of his mouth. What the fuck, And man? Ass face, man! They fucked. I think they fucked up. Ass face. Ass face should have looked like smog from uh, episode Star Wars Seven, from Force Awakens. Smoke. Yeah. Ass face is. Ass face is not.
1: They did do a good job of. He, you could understand him a little too well. Yeah. I, I do like that it was subtitled. <laughs> that was because, great. oh god. Thank well, god. my favorite, my favorite part in the comic is because, you know, R's face is subtitled, but they do have his word balloons of what he's saying. The fucked up thing is, after a while, you he almost don't need it. them. Yeah, You can kind of read what he's saying, and I'm like, oh my god! But yeah, so R's face is a disappointment, and of course we're 20 years removed from Kirk Cobain, so that story doesn't work anymore. And And here's the thing. Wait, I can't hear you at all.
0: Sorry, Mike got button got hit. Because <laughs> I'm sitting there, sitting up like, fucking it doesn't reference anymore.
1: Yeah, and... Okay, and here's one of my things
0: going into this.
1: Because it's Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg, two guys who... Now, who's Evan I, Goldberg? I, obviously, I know Seth. Seth Rogen's writing partner. I don't oh. think he's been on camera. They've, they've worked together uh, a lot. I think he writes together. Uh, Goldberg made direct. I don't know. We would have to consult the Oracle. But... So they read Preacher and they loved it, and they've been trying to do it. But so whenever you're in a okay, whenever you're in a situation like this, and you've got these guys to read Preacher and they love it, and they're in the business and they write and direct, it almost seems to a degree in some cases, and in this case, very possibly, that there's almost a level of usurpment going on, like almost hijacking, like you know these guys read Preacher. Oh, this this is awesome. We've got to bring this to the big screen. So we're going to adapt it, and we're going to make Preacher. And now we're writing Preacher, except we're throwing in a lot of our shitty ideas on top of what was there. And so is it almost like where they're trying to
0: kind of don't glom onto it? What? Yeah, you don't do that. They're like, oh, we're going to bring a TV, but we're going to put our little our angle on it. And Yeah. So, it, so to them, it's almost like, now we're writing Preacher. Now we're awesome. And no, you're not. You know what, and here's, and this is, I'm glad everything's turning into comic books. Um, I would say Sin City's the closest I've seen to this as of yet. Watchmen got close to it. We're going to fucking, we still, there's someday there's going to be a fucking huge fucking Watchmen, fucking Smackdown's going to happen. Um, a comic book. Okay, it's sequential story art. It is, in fact, Ramos, I think, the guy who did Battle Chasers. Okay, I think that was the artist. I can't off the top of my head remember. I thought it was Umberto Ramos. If I recall, he kind of quit doing Battle Chasers because he started doing something else. Now, and has something else, a storyboarding. Because a comic book is a motherfucking storyboard. Why don't people, frame for frame, shot for shot, line for line, everything, get the comic book? It's like it's filmed the fuck for you morons. That's just, one thing... Boom, 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 done that that's one thing about watchmen
1: uh just real brief because i was i'm part of the i'm part of the group that says you shouldn't have tried to make watchmen into a movie one you can't you can't fit that story into even a three-hour movie two it's already a movie it Yes. More so, it is more cinematic than almost any other comic book. There are dissolves, there are panouts, there are. It is so visually expressive. All the shit George Lucas
0: used in Star Wars. Yeah, the way and did the swipes and stuff. It's there on the page, and and it is a comic book, not a graphic novel, like they say at the beginning of Preacher, <laughs> adapted from the graphic novel by. And I fucking wanted to punch the fucking screen. You know, I
1: I've become more forgiving of that term myself, just because. Hang on, hang on, easy down boy. Just because, just because comic itself is a bit of a misnomer. Now, don't get me wrong. That scene in American Sniper where the guy's got an issue and he's like, "No, this is a graphic novel. No, that's a comic book." I'm sorry, no. Now, cause that's another because, movie
0: we could. Find. I just. Oh.
1: Yeah, but Abe uh, Small, Miss Small, shut up. Uh, fucking Eastwood. And, and so uh, now, if you're leafing through a trade paperback and you refer to it as a graphic novel, I don't, have, I don't have a huge problem with it. They're that. interchangeable. If you've, got a, if you've got an issue of a comic book, and you're trying to say, that's a graphic novel, well, no, then you're just... You're, you're like one of those people who calls yourself a Trekker, because it's like more socially acceptable. No, fuck you. I'm a fucking Trekkie, man.
0: I fucking love that shit. And I don't care what you have to say about it. But even when you call yourself a Trekker, I think you make yourself more of a nerd than being a Trekkie. Well, actually and, actually, and as I can always tell, the pretentious little fucktards, especially the yep. ones in the anime, are big into going, well, actually. But it's getting late. Listen, you got the girls over there jumping around and yeah. stuff. So we'll end Wait, it. Wait, hang
1: on. Hang what? on. Hang, okay. I thought I might have one more thing.
0: Oh, I've got a bunch more stuff. My yeah. main, my mind, the more we talk, the more it just fucking starts snowballing into just pure hell. You have another? Do you have another preacher thing? Give me another preacher thing. It might trigger what I was talking about. Mm, Fuck! See, you put me on the spot, and I freeze up. Then I get—I, it's like it's stage fright. I'm standing there. I got to pee. I got to pee. You whip it out, and it's (laughs) like—Can you close your eyes or leave the room or something, and then maybe it'll happen? Um, No preacher. Overall, I last ten minutes fucking fucked me up. Uh, The he when he used the the word, the eyes didn't turn red. The eyes didn't turn red, and at
1: the beginning of it because when Genesis hits
0: it blows up the
1: entire congregation yes. and he sets out and he's walking the earth who gotta find God and all that but no in this he, he says no I'm gonna be a good preacher to you people and I'm here to save you and that that's was, when I remember yes. wait a minute this is AMC this is the show that in season two of The Walking Dead didn't want to spend any money and so we were stuck on Herschel's farm for an entire fucking season they're gonna keep this in that pissant Texas town because they don't have the budget to travel they're gonna try to bring everything to Jesse it's an AMC budgetary thing and it sucks oh and the fucking flashback to his
0: daddy in a preacher's collar
1: fuck you no no you just you just whipped out my graphic novel and pissed all over
0: it. I don't remember what the whole deal was with his dad. I know the, the cousins killed him, right?
1: Yes, because... Because um, of his mom? His mom had escaped from Grandma's house. Uh, and she met Jesse's dad, and they were living together blissfully. And then... Uh, his dad joking,
0: got the greatest fucking Zippo lighter of all time that said, Fuck Communism, and it was... I, I,
1: I need one of those. I don't even smoke, but, you know... Uh, so they, then, they ran off and then and Jody and TC found them and she's trying to say Jack don't do anything because he's like they're trash with guns that's all they are and he starts to kick the ever loving snot out of Jody but then TC's behind him and he's got two guns on him and so he has to surrender and they get taken back to grandma's house and they get married all proper and they're basically held hostage there and when they tried to escape, they got caught, and they put Jesse's dad on his knees. And pop, that was all she wrote. But in in this, he's got a Jesse's Jesse's dad is on his knees, but he's got a preacher's collar, so they're they're gonna keep him
0: a preacher. And that's the thing, well because it's I, called preacher, so I, he uh, has all preacher stuff, and they're gonna keep it there. It's like fucking green screen this shit, fucking you. You don't even need location anymore. You just fake it all. Well, to make it look good, you're really going to have to... You fucking build a fake wall. You set yeah. an establishing shot of, like, a city or whatever. You keep all your shots relatively tight. Not as tight as they did in the movie uh, Big Red One. It's a perfect example of a movie where a war is supposed to be happening, but we're going to focus like this on Lee Marvin the whole time. <laughs> so you can't really see what the fuck Can't go wrong on. with that. Or American Sniper was another one I have major I think, issues yeah. with. I thought Big that movie... Being Lee Marvin fan. Fucking Lee Marvin was awesome. Um, and then at the end, they all kind of they the, the preacher ended. Yeah, the whole I'm going to go be a good preacher now. It's like, and they don't write off in the pickup truck. That's kind of
1: that's kind of the antithesis of what I read. I mean, it, it fell and off. It's, it's conceivably a minor thing, but it bothers me
0: Where's because it okay. Ball?
1: Preacher, I mean, there's a lot going on. There's there there are there are layers and there are things that are, but it's not real. There's a lot of different things going on. There are layers, but one thing you could never accuse preacher of being is subtle. It's everything's
0: out there. The the dildo is slapping you in the face with your preacher. But you fucked everything in the zoo. That's why I'm giving you an armadillo because that's all that's left that you haven't fucked. So it bugs. (laughs) that Jesse is all in black. His jeans
1: might be a very dark blue denim, I'm not sure. And it's often that way on, on, uh, on Fabry's covers, but in the book, Jesse has a black shirt and white jeans. You're right. It, it's dressed in black and white. That is how this character sees the world. This isn't deep. You don't have to, you don't have to, you don't have to plumb the depths
0: of what the writer and artist were intending here. And it's, it's right there. And his motivation in the comic book was God is an asshole. Yeah. He's a prick. And, you know, cause he's a preacher. So he's read the Bible a whole bunch, grew up around it, forced down his throat by grandma. And he's like, wait a minute, one minute you're torturing the fuck out of this guy, your job and all that shit. And then Abraham. And then all of a sudden you're a kind and giving God. Fuck you. You're not, you're being an asshole. You're pandering to the audience, whatever they want to hear. And yeah. then, you know, he was just like, I'm, what are you doing, preacher? He's like, I'm going to go find God. Because Genesis, the creation of a demon and an angel, has free will, unlike angels, which don't, or some fucking bullshit story they make up as they go along. Genesis gets the side of him, and he, whatever he tells people to do, they do. And,
1: well, rereading it, I loved it because the angel and the demon, they're not meant to have Congress ever. And they did, and it created something new. Mm-hmm. It was a new idea. And that's what makes it a rival to the Lord Almighty. It and is he left heaven. Idea. God left heaven. The second it was created. Yeah. He, left. he was gone. And so I'm it's
0: almost. God.
1: Okay. I'm certain because we ditched cable. So I'm sure as shit not paying to watch any more of this show, I, uh, I might check out an episode or two on Cody, and I'll be. You know, maybe when it comes out on DVD, I'll get it from the library. I might force myself to watch through it just to see some more. But and Joe reported on Facebook. Uh, I haven't logged on, and I don't your know, Joe, yeah. yeah. But he reported that the I think the the enigmatic cowboy shows up in the second episode
0: to bring in the which, Santa
1: Killers already. So it's yeah, the Santa Killers. So at By least episode two. Because when I well, when I checked. IMDB there was no one listed as the saint of killers. So I was like, well fuck this. But apparently now they're just calling him something different. We'll see. But what will make or break this show for me is how they portray God. If they
0: portray God.
1: This that show black has to They be a might black not. <laughs> I don't I don't care about that as long as they do the thing where God is appearing to the other characters saying, look, I am doing this very good thing for you because I am a kind and loving God. Mm -hmm. You need to tell Jesse to stop looking for me. God's afraid of him. God doesn't want that showdown.
0: If that's not in there, fuck you, Rogan. Fuck you, Goldberg. You guys suck. You know what, though? I will say this on a closing note. One of the greatest lines, the line, I fucking love it, where they say, uh, promises are the currency of faith. Yeah, yeah. That was fucking. I don't know where the fuck that came from, but I'm like, holy shit! Promises are the currency. If you promise somebody to do something, that builds faith. That's it. I was like, that's fucking amazing. Yeah. So I'm buying that. And so you've so you've set up for them to say
1: that God is breaking his promises, and so that's why I have to go find him. That is a good line, and that and the monologue that he gives, you know. This big boy will fight back, things will escalate. It's what these things do. They escalate. Yeah,
0: he's already I mean, laying it out. It's it's good, but I mean he's <laughs>
1: He's this tall.
0: It shouldn't matter. It should be it should be the the character itself could be represented by anyone. And who is cast shouldn't matter. Can you embody the character? I think he's doing a good job. You know I'm really not that doesn't the tulip thing kinda bugs me, but then again, I to have a thing for the blondes i was married the girl i was almost married fucking was like a tulip twin and then when they came out with danger girl i remember she's like look at this comic and i'm like holy shit and she bought the action figure she goes it's a mini me and i'm like it looked exactly i was like fucking twins this is great and then whatever um but yeah shit happens life goes on and cassidy it's it's joe diaz it's fucking Chodiyas yeah. flat out.
1: And so Cassidy, Cassidy has never gotten a fair shake from me. I, I'm not, I'm not thrilled with it. But I mean, given everything else that was going on, that guy was never going to get a fair shake. He, I am, I am in no way objective about the casting of Cassidy.
0: He, well, he, fu- he fucks over. Uh, you know, he's got. We he let's go of uh, Jesse falling out of the airplane. Didn't Jesse say something to him like, "Tell Tulip I'll be back"? And he doesn't say anything to Tulip. Like, yes. Basically, Cassidy knows something and hides it from tulip so he can just bang the crap out of her all the time. Yeah. What a dick. I'll let you go. You got the girls there. Hello. Yep. Hello. <laughs> Gotta get back to the real work. All right, brother. Well uh yeah give me a holler. Uh whenever you're free, just shoot me a text to say I got ten minutes of bullshit about something or whatever. I'll be here. That was episode five. Episode six will get recorded when we get recorded and um let me find the stop button. There's a stop button. Okay.